who will survive? Means nothing. Nothing means nothing. What do you mean by that? I'm talking about all the way to the top. Yeah. Unjustifiably in a position that I'd rather not be in. But the cream rise to the top. give you a show like you have never ever seen before why because i can hello everyone welcome to episode 79 of the positively pro wrestling podcast i'm your host steve fountas and with me is eric sanchez how are we doing tonight eric Doing pretty good. It's a very rare night recording for us. Yeah. We're recording on Tuesday night. The White Sox just beat the Cubs. <sighs> Eric's upset. I'm happy. On Eloy Jimenez home run, and Eric was upset. The announcers were... <laughs> they oversold it. Yeah. They made it sound like he obliterated... Well, they did say he obliterated the ball, but... So if like, did, JR killed it, he'd say, Good God Almighty, kill that ball. That ball's got a family. Exactly. But he didn't really do it. It was more like a, a Lacey Evans punch. Yeah. A woman's right. Uh, yeah, this good comparison. <laughs> this week's show, we are taking a look back at the Attitude Era, specifically the Night Raw beat Nitro for the first time in the ratings during the Monday Night War. This episode happened in April of 1998, specifically April 13th, 1998. Mm-hmm. Uh, we'll get into it in a second and all the fun stuff that went along with that show. Uh, as always, follow us on Twitter at PPW Podcast. If you're not, please do. Positively Processing Podcast, SoundCloud, iTunes, Stitcher Radio, wherever you get your podcast from. If this is your first time listening, really appreciate that. Uh, send us a note. Let us know where you heard us from. And any feedback is always appreciated. If you want to leave a review on iTunes, you can do that for us there. That helps people see us more when they search wrestling podcast i guess not really sure how that mm-hmm. works and if you want to support the show we have a few t-shirts for sale at whatamaneuver.net some clever designs that uh don't scream wrestling shirts but they are so check yeah. them out for us support the show it'd be awesome so uh anything going on i've seen you a couple times in the past we went to a wedding this past <laughs> weekend together <laughs> we did we were a date i told my sister about that she's like did you go i'm like yeah she's like people thought you were gay <laughs> I'm like, i don't think so now like, there's we anything wrong friends. with that but yeah. i mean like who cares yeah not like we were <laughs> so what we were dancing <laughs> yeah i think mark caruso asked if we danced together yeah slow dance <laughs> yeah. mark caruso how dare you i was there for the free food and the and the booze the the uh, bartender with the heavy hand and the yeah and the dirty tap mm-hmm. the dirty beer tap it was a fun time. Yeah. It was a fun night. I had a good time. Yeah, it was good. You got to get out of the house. Uh, I think that's it housekeeping-wise. So there's a couple things I want to talk about before we get into this week's, this week's show. First off, I want to give a big thanks to Soda Hunter. I don't know if you saw this, Eric, but on WWE 2K19, the video game, mm-hmm. he has made custom arenas for people. Okay. And he made the PPW podcast arena. Oh, yeah? Yes, and along with a few others. But, I mean, really, ours is the best. It's got the best logos. Uh, all you got to do, if you're a, a player of that game, is search on the creative search on the create creations, creations community uh-huh. hashtag Fig Life. We're up there. Breaker and Bane's up there doing the favors up there, and Fully Posables up there. All great podcasts, and he made custom rings. So that's pretty cool. Super awesome of him. Follow I thought you were going to say he made us. <laughs> no, hey Soda Hunter, if you do that, I will send you. I don't know. Some wrestling junk somewhere. I got to pop uh, Sting and uh, Lex Luger I can uh, give you. I just noticed, speaking of figures, you you reorganized my daughter's figures over there in the corner. Right? I did. It was Good. three on three. I like it. The you women and the, the men are upstairs. They're coming in next. I like it. <laughs> uh, anyway, you can follow Soda Hunter at Soda underscore Hunter. He's always great in the Fig Life community, uh, spreading information, mm-hmm. tagging fun memes, all that stuff. So follow him. Uh, another thing that I realized didn't, I didn't talk about this week. So uh, I, for weeks I've been talking about potentially make, building like a video store, and I posted a picture. Yeah. I got the video shelves. We are set up. We are down here on M&P Video. We're down we here. We are. Uh, so how this happened. You got to put up like a half wall to kind of separate your rooms. I got a uh, pickleball net over here in the corner. That's what I do. <laughs> okay. Uh, so but, when it's a video store, you put that up. Yeah, when it's closed. Um, so these these shelves, like these are actually used in a video store. And mm-hmm. they hit you in all of the, the nostalgia feels just looking at them. Yeah. Uh, so how this all went about was I was looking for these shelves forever. They're surprisingly hard to find. 
eventually on Facebook Marketplace, I found one. This guy had him in Michigan. And I'm like, oh, okay, I could drive to Michigan. We're in Illinois. That's a couple hours. Not bad. And it turns out it was like four and a half, five hours. I'm like, oh, my God. And these things are big. Yeah. And he was just like, they're 20 bucks if you want them. I'm like, okay. And I'm like, oh, should I rent a truck? Should I do this? Should I do all this stuff? And it was a lot of back and forth. And eventually I decided, you know what? I'm going to pull the trigger on this. So one of my coworkers does side jobs where he just like drives. He's got an F-150. He's mm-hmm. like, yeah, I'll do it for you. So I paid him the money to drive up there to get him for me. <laughs> he calls me. He's like, yo, I'm on the way back. That This happened a couple Sundays ago. He's like, but just so you know, I think you and this guy uh, had some miscommunication. I'm like, what do you mean? He goes, well, first off, these things are about 250 pounds each. I was like, oh my God. <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah. you know, he got him here. Was that the only miscommunication? That and um, it, where this price. where this place was was like in the sticks where he like lost his cell phone service, barely found this yeah. guy. Uh, the guy tried to upcharge him another 10, 20 bucks like when he got there. And he's like, no, you agreed on a price for 20 bucks. Here's your $20. Yeah. Uh, 20 for both? 20 each. Okay. And uh, he got here and we carried him down in the basement and we were a little worried that they weren't going to fit down here, but they did. And they're just great. And then I got those videos, and I've got the tapes all set up. I've got wrestling tapes. I've got uh, kids' tapes. I've got DVDs. I got Blu rays. We got all the rentals for you here at MMP Video. Next steps to build a little <laughs> cashier station for my daughter to use. And she's, and what's funny is, <clears throat> obviously, the half of this is <clears throat> for like me, the nostalgia part of me to have this. Yeah. But I love what my, I tell my daughter, I'm like, go pick a movie to watch. Like, she'll, and like, she will stand in front of the aisle and stare, like, Hmm. Because they're all front-facing. That's what we used to do. Yeah, you're like, hmm. What am I going to... Because if your new releases are out... You go, there, you go to the video store on a Friday or Saturday. Yeah. Your new releases are out. You know, there's, you're not getting those, especially at night. Well, you'd be lucky if there's one left out of like 50. That yeah, they start and like out. the whole wall of them. Mm-hmm. And so I would normally run the wrestling tapes, but you're still... You got to pick. What am I going to get? And it was uh, quite the time to be alive. And maybe, maybe sometime in the next, I don't know, handful of years, video stores will make a comeback. We'll see. For the nostalgia factor, right? I guess. You're not in? Well, I'm in. I just okay. don't know uh, at what point why it would be. I mean, why did Vinyl Records come back? They did. I think they've always kind of had like a little cult following. Yeah, but now it's huge. Yeah. I think so. Anyway, off of that topic, on to more important topics, professional wrestling. So, Attitude Era. This night... Uh, I, do you remember, first off, do you remember watching this show live as it happened, this Monday Night Raw? I don't remember. Okay. I, I was uh, going to watch the Nitro to see what it was up against because I might have been watching Nitro. Okay. I, you were watching Nitro. See, I remember watching this Raw specifically because I was always the WWF fan. Mm-hmm. And it's kind of like, even when Nitro was great and I knew it was great, I was like, no, Raw's better. Like, I just like convinced <laughs> yeah. myself that Raw was better. Even though I was sneaking watching NWO, all that stuff. Right. Um, this show... Pretty much from after WrestleMania 13 on, I was almost exclusively WWF, WWE. And I would watch Nitro, but I would watch the replay of Nitro that aired Mm -hmm. after like the TNT movie of the week or something. So that was up to like 2 a.m. on Monday nights. No wonder I was so terrible in school. Um, But I remember this specifically because I was pissed that the payoff of the payoff at the end of the show, which we'll get to. uh, But when I looked back at this show, there was a few things that were super familiar yeah. A few things that weren't familiar at all, and we'll get into that. Yeah, when I watched this, I don't remember anything really coming back of like 20 years ago, whenever this was. About almost 20 years ago, right? Yeah, yeah. More it's than that. 21. Was, yeah. Yeah, but I, I, like it doesn't take me back to that time. I probably was watching Nitro or just didn't watch this at all at that at that couple of weeks. I don't remember. Mm-hmm. But watching it, there were things that I saw. I'm like, oh, that's when you know so-and-so debuted. Or, oh, that's when that tag team was before, like, before they were a tag team. Yeah, so on this show, I wrote a lot of notes. I pretty because there's this with the version without commercials, it's less than two hours. You yeah. get through it pretty quickly. I may, I told you this when I was trying to watch this last night, the network kept crashing on me because my internet was bad or, or something. So I was like, so mm-hmm. am I going to watch this damn show? Then I'm like, wait a minute. So I looked on my crusty DVD shelf of wrestling DVDs, and I have a copy of Raw 20, which has a bunch of full episodes of Raw mm-hmm. that were like classic episodes. I bet this is in this box set. Sure enough, it was. Got to watch the DVD version of it. So physical nice. media helps everyone. So don't. I see people trying to get rid of their DVDs. One, don't get rid of them because you're not going to get more than a dollar or two for them. Two, at any given time, the you network. You never know when your internet goes out. That And the network can change stuff whenever they want. WWE yeah. owns all that footage. You want the original, you're crazy person like me. 
or like ring skirts, <laughs> who's yeah. also a crazy person when it comes to mm-hmm. this stuff. You want the original versions of it, so you uh, you got to do that. Okay, so this show starts off with a recap of last week's Raw, which was the fake corporate Austin. Do you remember that at all? No, I, I remember watching this as I watched it yesterday. <laughs> <laughs> you don't have any memories at all. I you're, don't. You're not a good co-host this week. Not of this episode, because I don't remember watching it. Okay, then that's good. You'll get a fresh set of eyes on yeah. it, which will be an interesting perspective. So, so I thought it was kind of cool. Like, why is he in a suit? You okay. know, I, I never, I never knew that he had like tried to. No, to, it was to, all to, to, tried to portray the corporate image. No, it was all a, a a ruse by Austin because this was so that was the second week after WrestleMania. Okay, so WrestleMania happens. Austin stuns McMahon and all that stuff. So the second week after, Austin gets arrested. So Vince is like, "Here's the new and improved Stone Cold." He comes out wearing a suit. Yeah, and he's like, "This is the absolute." Last time you will ever see me wearing a ridiculous. And he take he basically yeah. strips, and he's he's well. It's like a, it's like a pull apart suit. No, it's a suit. Okay, but the funny part is, is he takes off Austin takes off his suit, and he's got his cut off old want to raise him hell T shirt. Mm-hmm. He's got his wrestling trunks on, but the shirt's long, so it looks like he's naked standing there. Okay, what the heck was that? Is that you? I think so. Man, nothing those, popped up. Those yet. booty calls, huh? So anyway, Austin's suit, he's standing there, and he, he whacks Vince in the nuts and all that yeah. stuff. So Vince I is love pissed that. off. The nut tap? Like the, like the backhand hand flip into the nuts. You ever do that to your buddies? <laughs> I do it to everybody. <laughs> I mean, I haven't done it lately. Uh-oh. In the, in <laughs> I better, better keep my eye out. I now keep now that eye. I'm reminded. <laughs> I better keep an eye out. Uh, <laughs> it was such a childish thing to do. Still <laughs> a is. sophomoric type thing. Not really childish. Uh-huh. But just to walk by and whack him in the nuts. <laughs> a little backhand of the nuts. <laughs> and, and Vince plays the perfect, like, Panty waist or weakling uh-huh. type of guy. He's like, oh god, wow. Yeah, he's like, oh, <laughs> right in the balls. <laughs> uh, what's funny that that Austin want to raise some hell shirt? Yeah, I hated it. Okay, because like, I like loved all of Austin's merch and I hated that shirt. I thought the skull looked goofy. I'm like, this really? Is a dumb shirt. Okay. Yeah, was not a fan of it. Mm-hmm. Uh, so the intro starts of Raw after the recap. It made me think of the Raw's War or the Warzone video game from PlayStation One. Okay. That's what it made me think of. Then we got you know the the pan of the crowd. And just so many signs with that attitude there. Did you notice that? Like just all yeah, the signs. Yeah, I, I don't think they allow that many signs today. Like if I don't it, think people bring that many. I think people are just like no. And plus, like I'll get to it. I wrote down one of the signs. Like it's a ridiculous phrase mm-hmm. that I'm surprised I didn't catch, but it gets on TV. Uh, we get to we go to Cole and Jr. Because you remember at this time, Michael Cole being the first hour raw, King being the second hour. And their snazzy little I jackets. Love, I like those those jackets. Cole's yeah. got like the jean jacket. Jim mm-hmm. Ross has got like the varsity Ross war jacket. Yeah, I want those jackets. Uh, so Austin starts the show, and I don't know if you got this vibe, but like what a presence he has. Oh yeah, like there's nobody cl- like any no organization in the world right now. New Japan, AEW, WWE, any w, TNA, anything has that presence where mm-hmm. everyone's just like, oh oh hell yeah, here we go. Yeah. And he he had that just confidence. He was a badass. He had the look like he, he was just kind of ripped. Mm-hmm. I know just everything about him just like commanded like attention from everybody. Yes, and it's just I don't know. I don't. It's the thing you can't explain. He just has it. And yeah. even now, looking back, it's oh yeah, he's still. It's not like nostalgia. It's oh, he's still badass. Yeah. And uh, that's why it kind of brought up like the. There's nobody that really like is like a top draw to me in like the current WWE. Uh huh. Like, there's people that are popular, whatever, cool, 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 but there's nobody that stands out as, like, a head and shoulders above everybody else. Yeah, and I think I think there will be at some point, because I think mm-hmm. people get, like, I don't know, if they get stuck at, like, oh, there's never going to be a top guy, blah, blah, blah. But you got to realize, before Austin, it was kind of muddy, it was Brett, and it was Sean, kind of, yeah. and Diesel, so it was, it's kind of how it is now. You get these peaks and valleys in wrestling where it's... I mean, I'm never going to well, stop the da- watching. The Daniel Bryan was huge for a while, but he um, wasn't like Austin. He was, and he wasn't sustained for as long either. Like he was huge for his rise up to WrestleMania, yeah, right? And then he kind of got hurt, and that was kind of the end of it. Mm-hmm. So he never really knew how far he'd go. Yeah, um, but even like Cena, I guess was is like the closest thing. But he was so like polarizing as far as crowd reaction. Yeah, and Becky, I think they just missed the boat six months too late because I okay. think they could have been a lot hotter like last year. Becky. Instead of like riding it out, like Be- being the man and all that kind of okay. stuff, I, you know, I, I, it was just a little too much too late. It was still fun. Yeah. She's still great. It was, but I'm just saying like that's, that's ta- tapping into I guess like that, that lightning in a bottle. Yeah. Nitpicking a little bit too mm-hmm. what we're doing here. 
Uh, so Austin demands Vince comes out from last week. Uh, there's a sign in the crowd that says Sparky gets hand jobs. <laughs> you noticed that one? I didn't notice that one. Uh, Vince comes out. No, but I, I like how Austin says, "I'm going to stay here all damn night. I'll even take a nap in here if I have to." He's like, "Somebody got to get Stone Cold a beer. Yeah, if he's going to be here all night." And they, that's still something I love to this day is the wrestler saying, "I'm not leaving until they this." What I'm like, okay, then we're going to get a result of this. It's not just yeah. going to be nothing. And now, like Baron Corbin comes out or whoever, but I. I like even more when someone grabs the chair and like sits in the chair yeah. and refuses to leave. And mm-hmm. like they go to a commercial and they're still back. I like that a lot. Uh, and I like how Austin's telling Vince, like, I'm not going to hit you, I promise. But, Vince, the, but the way Vince came out was just so like he weak peeked around the corner. He's peeking around just to see like what, if he's going to make his way out there. Mm-hmm. But obviously he does it for the camera. And then out comes his, uh, his lackeys mm-hmm. with some right gear guards behind him. Yep. And uh, yeah, the right gear Mr. guards. Mr. McMahon. Yeah. Gerald Frisco and Pat Patterson, yeah. the Stooges. We'll get into them later. Uh, Austin cut. And then when Austin's cutting this promo, the crowd's going nuts, yeah. but they're listening to everything he says. Did you like, I don't know if you noticed that too. Well, I was, I was listening to everything he had to say. Well, you don't <clears> remember. <throat> uh, and then Austin challenges Vince to the WWF title match tonight. Cause he basically says, Oh, you, you want the, the champion to be like this, to be like that. It sounds like you want the champion to be you. Right. And I love the funny line Austin tells, don't even try to leave. Cause I beat up your limo driver and slashed all the tires. <laughs> But the key point is that he says he can beat him behind, with one arm tied behind his back. Yes, that's a foreshadowing for later. Yeah. And, and I don't know if you noticed this too. So this was the Titan Tron era of Raw where it's just the Tron, the ramp, the ring. And to mm-hmm. me, I wish they would go back to that because now with all the HD and the LED and, and the lights on the ring post and the aprons and, and the flashing and the tweets, you get distracted. Mm-hmm. And... Part of the awesomeness of pro wrestling, and it still happens today. I'm not like saying it's terrible now or it's better or used to be better or whatever, but is the, the ability for two guys or two girls or a tag team or whatever to f- make you focus on them and just them mm-hmm. and make them make you watch this story they're telling and essentially a fake fight and a choreographed fictional fisticuff dance. And I stole that one from the Laps fan. Fictional fisticuffs. <laughs> Follow those guys, the Laps fan. Um, I thought you got a little eloquent there. No, fictional fisticuffs. It's hilarious. Uh, well, they use a bunch of stuff. Imaginary athletics. They call it like, mm. they come up with like clever, like fans help with stuff like that too. Anyway, to focus just on the match and when you get all these other stuff going on, it's harder for a viewer to do that. Even, even at a live event, it's harder to do. It looks because there's a lot of things to look at. It looks nicer, it's fancier on TV, and I get it. But I just wish sometimes they would go a little less crazy with it. You know, I'm not talking extreme like Austin sometimes talks about, like on his podcast. <clears> like <throat> I remember you just have the one spotlight in the ring, and always see the first two rows. That's how I like it. I'm like, no, I want to see the crowd. Yeah, but I don't because that makes it feel bigger. Mm-hmm. But I don't want. Them I think some of the um, like the special. Um, network specials that they put on. It was almost like a house show, but a mm-hmm. little bit more jazzed up. Yeah. I mean, I kind of like those where you can still see the audience. You, they got their Titan Tron kind of like, you know, they, they did in the olden days. Mm-hmm. Got a good feel to it. Uh, so back to this, Vince gets his, gets challenged and Austin says he beat up his limo driver and they're, you know, okay, we'll see what's going to happen. And then we go backstage and this is, this is the theme throughout the show. Like Vincent, Vince's like locker room. Yeah. They don't have like a formal like <clears throat> camera back there. It's just kind of hidden around the corner, almost as if Vince doesn't know he's there. And Vince is kind of sitting down in Patterson and Bruce are like, you could take him out. You got to do this. I'm sick of this, Vince. You could do it. And yeah. like, it's just hilarious. This, like, you got this, Mr. McMahon. You got this. Mr. McMahon. Mm-hmm. And Pat Patterson is like, hey, what's up, well, boss? Uh, you got to, you got to beat, up, beat up to Austin. Beat him up. Beat him up. <laughs> yep. And uh, this is threaded throughout the show. Yeah. It's very, very well done. And uh, next up, D-Generation X heads out. And that's Triple H, X-Pac, Road Dog, Billy Gunn, and China. This is fresh off the new DX post-WrestleMania where Michaels left. And for some reason, in the ring, the DOA versus Los Briquas are in a chain match. Yeah. Do you remember these guys? Like the gang warfare stuff at all? I remember that. Yeah. And what would you... I mean, you can have any opinions or anything no. today? Okay. I mean, I like DOA. Los Periquas, I the only one I kind of just caught my attention was Sabio Vega. 
Did you not like them because they were Puerto Rican and you were Mexican? No. <laughs> no it's not that. I don't know. It, it just kind of It odd. didn't help, though. No. Okay. I guess not. <laughs> I was just teasing. Not you. that I have a bias towards Puerto Ricans or not. You were an LWO fan, specifically them. No, I, I, I liked uh, DOA. Okay. You're like the bikers. Uh, and then, for some reason, DX beats up the Disciples of Apocalypse. Also, something I noticed through here, DX were heels here. Mm-hmm. And I forgot about that. But they just turned because people found them so entertaining. DX, it's like a hurricane of DX beating everybody up. Yeah. And Triple H is on commentary making these bad jokes. And DX at the time, they are the one of the only factions that are just so dated like they were perfect for that era of like mm-hmm. South Park and potty humor and it was hilarious and I thought they're the coolest thing in the world. Yeah. And now looking back I'm like, "Oh my god, you're just telling everyone, "Hey, suck our dicks." Like that's that's what you're saying. Yeah. And making terrible bad like sophomoric jokes and to me they don't hold up. I don't know what you think. Yeah, I didn't <clears throat> I don't like it. <laughs> Did you like it at the time? Oh yeah. Like it was yeah. awesome. I mean, I mean that was that was the uh that was like the culture, like that was in like you were saying, mm-hmm. Jerry Springer, South Park, that kind of oh, stuff. Man, Jerry Springer. I used to watch it every, almost not every day, but after school. Like, like everything was like pushing grade. the envelope. Go ahead. In eighth grade, after school, we would go to my friend's house and mm-hmm. his parents weren't home until like five. We would watch Jerry Springer, wait for the fights. They'd have, this, you know, the blurred out boobs and all that stuff. Mm-hmm. And yeah, we loved it. Yes. But yes, it was pushing the culture. <clears throat> I wonder if people who watch this now notice all the South Park signs. Like, what the hell's up with that? <laughs> <coughs> Cartman uh, for world champ. Yeah. I'm Cartman's father, all that stuff. Yeah. Uh, in the back, we go after this big brawl with DX and them. Uh, we see Shane McMahon trying to convince not to fight Austin. And uh, Vince's answer is going to be coming up next. And Undertaker comes out, and he beats the hell out of the jobbers. Um, the jobbers are actually too cool. Brian Christopher and Scotty Zuhati. And this is Be- when, before it was too cool, right? Yes, it was. It was before so it was like it was too Scott cool. Taylor. Yes, but it was too sexy. Brian Christopher, I believe it was. Yeah. And next up, we've got. Do you remember who the other team was? <clears throat> no, there's kind of nobodies. I think so. I think jobbers or whatever. Okay. Now Kevin Kelly is back. He has a backstage report, and this is, again is not an interview, so they make it seem kind of real, like how a TV show would go. <clears throat> he is doing a report on what's going on. And Jim Ross is trying to convince Vince not to do it. Mm-hmm. And then Vince is just like, damn it, Shane, get my gym back from the car. Go get it, damn yeah. it. Go get my stuff. You know, he's got his gym bag because he wants to be ready for the fight. You got to be ready. Yeah. They get their baby oil. They get your... Uh, no baby oil. Got to get your uh, elbow pads. Your steroids. Your knucks and your tights. Knucks. Yeah. Um, brass knuckles. Oh, okay. The knucks of the tights. <laughs> like Flair used to do? Well, Flair would have like a comb. Remember that? Like the, no. like the tape or something like that? You don't remember that? Well, I remember it. I just don't remember it, like what it was. I remember I, it was supposed to be like brass knuckles. Uh, next up, uh, Double J Jeff Jarrett with Tennessee Lee versus Taka Michinoku. That's a name I haven't heard in a while because I always remember him as Colonel Parker. Yeah. But to hear Tennessee Lee, I'm like, oh. Did that name stick around in WWF? It was only WWF. No, I was just wondering if he went back to like Colonel Parker later or no. Like in no, WWE. that was strictly WCW. Okay. What do you think of Double J at this time with the suit and all that stuff, the light-up suit? I've never liked Jeff Jarrett. No, not even in TNA when you were a TNA fan. No, because I just felt like in TNA he was already the. I already knew he was the owner, and he's like giving himself the top spot, and <laughs> he's doing like King of the Mountain matches, and he wins them all. I'm like, well, what the hell? I mean, you're the you're <laughs> the owner of this. <laughs> you're all mad. Yeah. I'm going to give someone a chance. Give, what about, uh, give little AJ Styles a chance. Yeah, with his little boy haircut. <laughs> or uh, was Jay he, Lethal? Uh, no, the Fallen Angel, Christopher Daniels. Okay. He was young. <laughs> now <laughs> he's too. old. SCU. Yeah. What about, what about Tennessee Lee? I like Tennessee Lee. I hated him. Did you? Yes. I liked that. him from, from as Colonel Parker. <laughs> I hated him as that too. He's yeah. just a, not a fan for me. <laughs> what did you think about all the uh, Jeff Jarrett uh pamphlets coming out from the sky i would i didn't know what they were i was like why does he have pamphlets what's yeah. are they flyers for his show yeah they, they loaded the ring with them so there's a move that i don't know if he's like doing like a spinning uh um throw into the ropes but he slips on it <laughs> like he kind of catches himself slipping on the uh mm-hmm. the pamphlet i'm like that was a bad idea to dump them all in the ring <laughs> who does talk or jeff who slips uh jeff slips oh poor guy yeah so i looked online to see if anybody 
had that and maybe uploaded it like Google Images. I couldn't find or it. Or put it on eBay, maybe. Yeah. So I think I'm going to pause it and try to recreate it. Okay. That's a great idea. <laughs> Please do that. I'm sure people would like to see that. I'm going to try. Uh, next up, we have a uh, interview with Austin. He's talking about Vince McMahon needs to fight. We go to the back uh, stage with one of my favorite segments of the entire show. And it's kind of, I wish it was focused more on. So Vince is all in his gear now. He's in a sweatsuit and his mm-hmm. sweatpants. And Briscoe is telling Vince, all right, Mr. McMahon, now you know what he's going to do. He's going to kick you in the gut and hit you with the stunner. <laughs> and here's how you block it. Now, now go ahead, Patterson. So Patterson kicks him, and Briscoe grabs the leg and says, now you got to take it to his knee and turn it. And now you got him. Now you got him. you got to block that stutter. So I wish – it's just so great. He's giving Vince tips on how to block the stutter. I mm-hmm. wish they would have tried to do that in a match or something. I don't know. Just one of my favorite moments is him – Gerald Briscoe will tell him Vince McMahon how to block the center by just grabbing Well, he's leg. the wrestler. Vince, he's this, a, is, this will be Vince's first match. He's, he's never shooter. wrestled before. Has he? I don't think. He no, this is his first match. Okay. So even that's even like a bigger deal why this is yeah. like so pe- people wanted to see this so bad. Mm-hmm. You know? and uh, uh, th- uh, Oh, I'm sorry. I, I skipped over the part of Vince's answer when he just says, this Vince's answer when he came out, yeah. he came out to, this, to the ring and said, will I fight Stone Cold? Oh hell yeah! You know that was a, again, yeah. That's probably why people were. I'm going to watch this because at the time WWF was known for delivering on stuff. Whereas mm-hmm. Nitro was the knock was they'd start a main event two minutes before the end of the show. I'm like, we're out of time. Yeah, would drive people nuts. Keep the tape machines rolling. Is that what they would say? Yeah, and what Shivani would say. We'll show you next week. A <laughs> uh, Varuk come Varuk Farouk comes out. And this is fresh out of being kicked out of the nation of domination. Comes out to some weird rap song. And he came out with the uh, the rib wrap. Yeah, after they beat him up. Then The Rock and The Real Nation come out with uh, D'Lo, Godfather, and him. And uh, who else was in there? Was that it? D'Lo, Godfather, and him? Am I missing somebody? Not uh, Owen, wasn't comma? It? That's the Godfather. Yeah. Same guy. Oh, you said Godfather? Yeah. <laughs> okay. <laughs> Same guy. Mark Henry wasn't in it. No, right? Mark Henry. Mark Henry. Okay. Yeah, okay. Uh, See, I was watching this, and I don't remember... I always remember Rock being like over the top and just like pinpoint on everything. But this one, he just seemed kind of like mad, like was just trying to catch his little stride before he became like electrifying. Yeah. I did like his, his shiny shirt that was tucked into his shorts. Oh, yeah. It was a, it was a good look for him. <laughs> he cuts a promo on Farouk, basically telling him he sucks and all that. And, yeah. And then Farouk puts his fist up and then turns around and who's behind the nation? It's the but new nation. Ken Shamrock and Steve Blackman. So, uh, Farouk went and got himself a couple shooters <laughs> to take go. on the uh, nation domination. <laughs> this is a time when I loved Ken Shamrock. Were you ever yeah. a Shamrock fan? We talked about this before. I think I really wasn't, but looking back on this old stuff from like 97, 98, like I, I, I like Ken Shamrock, and mm-hmm. I, I have feelings like I did. Like I enjoyed his matches. Just not a huge fan? He was just okay? Yeah, I don't think he was a huge fan. Okay, I was. I loved Ken Shamrock. <laughs> uh, then this is a, a big, ma- a big, you know, Schmaz, I guess you call it, Farouk. And yeah. They beat up the nation. There's all that. Uh, next out, Terry Funk comes out saying he needs a new tag team partner. But before that, okay. I'm sorry, they got the WWF Rewind, which I wish they kind of did still. Like, like yeah. rewind it, and they're talking about uh, Cactus Jack walking out of the WWF. Yes, which is a good reference for the next scene where mm-hmm. um, Terry Funk comes out. And you know, do you remember why he t- he walked out? you remember the context on that? I don't remember. Okay, so the night after WrestleMania Because it was Cactus Jack. Yes, because yeah. him and uh, Chainsaw Charlie were mm-hmm. tag champs, but then they changed the ruling of WrestleMania because it wasn't. Or, all right, let me. I'm going to do tell the whole story since you don't remember, and most people I'm sure remember <clears> once <throat> they start telling them. But since yeah. I'm nuts and have the stuff off the top of my head, so WrestleMania 14, uh, it was the New Age Outlaws versus Chainsaw Charlie and Cactus Jack in a dumpster match, mm-hmm. and this all started because on Raw several weeks prior, Chainsaw Charlie and Cactus Jack had a match where. Cactus Jack jumped off the trine into a dumpster where Chainsaw Charlie, a.k.a. Terry Funk, was. New Age Outlaws came out, closed the dumpster, pushed it off the stage, and they they made it seem like it was a real injury to those guys. Mm-hmm. They wasted like a whole first hour raw on this. Yeah. Even I remember that. Sonny out there crying like, come on, Macklin, come on out there. So they have a match for WrestleMania 14 where new, uh, Cactus Jack and Chainsaw Charlie win the tag titles, but it was a dumpster match where you had to put both guys in the dumpster. Mm-hmm. But the next night they rule it wasn't, it was overturned because it wasn't the the right dumpster because it was a different dumpster in the back. So they have a rematch on Raw, the Raw after WrestleMania 14. That was a cage match. Yes. I and remember bef- that. And before that, Austin was arrested. 
Yeah. So at post-match, DX comes out. They form the new DX. They beat the hell out of uh, our Cactus Jack and Terry Funk. Mm-hmm. The whole crowd is chanting Austin, Austin, Austin. When Austin to come back. The next week on Raw, Mick Foley comes out, cuts a promo, and basically scolds the crowd for cheering for another man instead of them. Says you'll never. It'll be a long time before you catch Jack in the ring again. Gotcha. That's your background. That was pretty good. You're welcome. <laughs> I guess I should say thank you. And you're welcome. Uh, so on well, Damian Ra- Sandow over there. <laughs> yeah, you're welcome. I miss Damian Sandow or Damian Mizdow. Mizdow, he was great. Remember? Okay, I remember. You remember? <laughs> I remember. <laughs> you remember? I do. Okay. And so on Raw, Terry Funk comes out saying, I, I need a new partner. This guy's hardcore. He's a funk. And out comes Two Cold Scorpio, but he's formerly Flash Funk. Correct. And this is also in Philadelphia. And I do like this version of uh, Two Cold Scorpio. Didn't last too long. No. On WWE. But did you like him on ECW? I did. Yeah. I liked Flash Funk. Oh, for the last Scorpio. So funky. Flash. <laughs> but what I liked about this, because I knew he was too cold Scorpio in WCW and um, ECW. And Jim, it was, I think Jim Ross is calling this match. Yeah. He's saying, yeah, he's uh, got too cold. Mm-hmm. And then he's calling him Funk. And then at the end, after the announcer says the winner of uh, of the match would be uh, Terry Funk and too cold Scorpio. Then mm-hmm. Jim Ross, like, just piggybacks he's like yeah too cold scorpio like he avoided calling him too cold scorpio throughout the match <laughs> which i thought was odd yeah like, shouldn't you know the name of the guy that you're calling maybe well knowing how vince thinks he thinks that no he doesn't think of anything else outside of wwe yeah so he so he wants everyone to remember hey this is my guy flash funk but we're going to give him his old gimmick yeah too cold scorpio they face the quebecers actually and Which I don't remember them in in these light blue outfits. No, me neither. They were just jobber status <laughs> at the time. But I but every time I see uh, Pierre, I think of you when we were talking about uh, PCO, and you're yeah. like, I thought he's dead. I'm like, no, he, he's the same one that's been wrestling for 20, 30 years. <laughs> yeah, now it's PCO, which is just a great gimmick. Yeah, about PCO with the eye patch and everything. Uh huh. He's just coming out uh, all crazy with his hair, <laughs> hair all pulled. Yeah. Uh, next segment, Luna Vachon comes <clears throat> out. She calls out Sable, but out comes Dustin Rhodes, a.k.a. Goldust in drag. Sable Dust? Sable Dust. And I was just <laughs> thinking to myself, wow, this is the guy that a couple weeks ago stole the show at uh, Double oh, or Nothing yeah. AEW, and here he is in drag yeah. getting beat up by Luna. He's like, stop it, stop it, stop pulling <laughs> my dress off. You're stop hurting it. me. You're hurting <laughs> me. Stop it, Luna. And like, the crowd's kind of booing. I thought this immensely entertaining. Yeah. I loved it. I thought it was funny. Oh, I, I thought he, how he was complaining about how she was undressing him. <laughs> He's like, don't pull that. <laughs> because it was a, it was setting up for their evening gown match, yeah. you know? Mm-hmm. It was just hilarious. Um, and then, uh, yeah, lose out. Oh, and then next up we have... Uh, Ken Shamrock and Steve Blackman versus Bart Gunn and Bob Holly for the NWA tag belts. I forgot this was a thing. I did too, but I do remember like the, what what is Cornet? What was that? Southern? Smoky Mountain. Smoky Mountain. Yeah. I remember that was kind of like mixed in for a year or two. Not even. But I don't remember. Like I do too, I guess, but like in 98, I don't remember this for sure. Like going in 98. Yeah. I remember the new Midnight Express and I thought that was kind of dumb. It was. And I remember Dan Severn and Shamrock, and I thought that could have been like a great match. I don't know if that ever really happened. Yeah. Well, they fought for real a couple times, and yeah, yeah. it's, I don't know. It was kind of weird. Uh, next up, we have uh, Kevin Kelly interviewing Vince McMahon. Vince McMahon says he's not afraid of the government. He's not afraid of Ted Turner. He's not afraid of the big bad wolf, and he sure as hell isn't afraid of Stone Cold Steve Austin. And Vince at this time has now got his shirt, the tank top on, showing off the guns. He's got yeah. the sweatpants on, and... You're just like, as a kid watching this, and as any viewer, you're like, oh, my God, this is really going to happen. Vince is going to f- wrestle. I was like, oh, my God, he's jacked. That was the first time you noticed Vince was jacked? Yeah, I mean, in a, in a shirt, you kind of hide it. Yeah, I think this is the first time I noticed, too. Mm-hmm. Uh, next up in the segment of the show, we have Undertaker and Kane segment. Taker comes out, and then Kane comes out, and then Paul Bearer cuts a promo Saying next week they're gonna have to meet them in the cemetery where their parents are buried. On your dead parents. I mean, I guess this is just getting yeah. too. I I was into this storyline at the time, the Kane Taker thing. I was Me really too. into it. I was too. It's just looking back, like, oh, okay. I guess you had to be there, type of thing. I mean, two big bastards and their brothers, and they're like super, like, I don't even know, like, you can't really hurt them. 
You know what I mean? Well, the storyline was Undertaker killed his parents and his brother, but came survived the burying and was. I don't yeah, know, no, I understand that. Being I'm just a saying, dentist like, or something. These two big thing. guys that are kind of. I don't even know what I guess impervious to pain, sort of. Yeah. Like that, I thought that was a good. Uh, good I'm not saying up. it wasn't good. I'm just saying right now, I, I'm just like, what the hell is this? <laughs> yeah. Uh, I like the vignette that comes up after this for Val Venus. Yeah. Like this is like one of the before Val Venus even comes out. Like as far as wrestling. Yeah. To wrestle. What was the vignette? Oh, he was just in the back and he was talking about. Uh, I, I, I didn't write down his, all, his, his puns and yeah. stuff like that about sex. And, I will rise to the top. He will. Of the WWF. Mm-hmm. I rise to the top. There's always like hard and fast and coming and, you know, all these innuendos. He's <laughs> got two, to me, they're not that attractive. Just two ugly, you know, hookers and one's uh, titties are blurred out because she's got like a, like a dress, but it's like cut down to her navel. Uh-huh. And like her big fake boob is like kind of hanging out, and they blurt it out. <laughs> At the time, I probably liked it, but looking back, that that doesn't. You're not. In, me. You're not into it. No. <laughs> oh man! Next match up we have before the main event is DX versus Owen. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's Billy versus Owen, and LOD comes out and with Sunny. And I forgot LOD was still around after DX took him out, shaved their mohawk and all that yeah. stuff. But. I do like their look. Once they take the uh, the motorcycle helmets off. You like the LOD 2000 look? Well, I like the face paint going back to the old, um, what was it? Road Warriors? Yeah, Road Warriors kind of look, yeah. Yeah, I just, I don't know, I like sun. This is peak sunny for me. Of course. Oh, man. <laughs> just, just the way her stuff just comes set, off those, that flame bra. Settled on wears. that flame bra, just resting in there. And the boots and all that stuff. DX is on commentary again here. Again, so yeah. not cool. You know, all oh, right. I know. Now we got our main event. But yeah. Owen picks up with a little weak ass uh, schoolboy. Yep. On the back end, and I think they're walking away, and and animals like doing this weird crotch chop. He's doing it wrong. Like, has he got his arms out? He's like, like DX. Like, I mean, Mike Tyson trying to do kind of. Yeah, that. it just looks dumb. I'm going to tell the Owen Hart story I told you earlier <laughs> okay. because we're talking about Owen. So on the last star cast that happened in Vegas, Double or Nothing, I saw this. Uh, they had a like a tribute to Owen Hart panel, and Mark Henry was talking about Owen pranks. And one of this is one I've ever heard before because Jerry Lawler talked about how, oh, when I came up from Memphis, one of the pranks we do, I would go to like the grocery store, buy a dozen eggs, and we're on the road, you would throw them at the guy, like the cars, like it was a mm-hmm. joke, whatever. So Mark Henry was like, you talk about throwing eggs. Like what Owen would do was, you know, those little hotel shampoo bottles. Everyone's like, yeah. He goes, he would go in the parking lot in the morning and like put a line of shampoo along all the windshield wipers of all the guys. Because then we'd be on the road, never going to the next town, doing 80, 90 miles on the highway. He's like, he'd cut you off, slow down, spray his windshield um, wiper spray so it got your window. Mm-hmm. So then you'd have to hit your windshield wipers and the soap would be on it. He goes, it would just sud the hell out of your windshield. You couldn't see. He's like, and people were swerving. He's like, I was like, I was right with Owen. I thought at least 10 times someone was going to die because of this break he'd pull out people. Well, he's lucky that he rode with Owen. Yeah, it's just oh, just so many fun. Like I just was cracking up so hard. I'm mm-hmm. Like that's an amazing prank idea. Yeah, and it's just you know when you're bored, all you're trying to do is prank jokes on people, and it's worth checking out. You can see it on Fight TV too. You can buy that one. I think mm-hmm. it's like four or five bucks. So check that one out. The Owen Hart story stuff. All right, main event time. Are are you hyped at this point, or did you know you knew the ending of this already? I knew right? the ending, so watching it again, um, I imminent letdown <laughs> you know as, as i rewatched it i mean we'll, we'll get to it and i'll talk about my reactions but the time. i i forgot like how long it took to get like just to just to get to it so they hype so vince comes out and everyone's kind of like like the crowd's like audibly gasping and, how and there's no Vince McMahon music yet there's mm-hmm. no like no chance in hell yet that comes at royal rumble 99 there's no music he comes out with his guys the Stooges. Stooges, again, Sergeant Slaughter. Yeah, Slots is there. There's an audible gasp, but like, because Vince is jacked. He's wearing mm-hmm. WBF sweatpants, which yep. is great. And I don't know. He's not tan, so he wasn't ready for this. He's like Sting at Starcade 97. Wasn't going to go over because <laughs> he didn't have a tan. I don't notice stuff like that. Really? I'm, yeah. I'm a weirdo, as you can tell. <laughs> but I do notice people that are over tan or over orange, like self-tanner. Like, I notice stuff like that. Who Who's an example of an over I think tan? Biz or um, maybe Ziggler was over tan one time. Uh-huh. Ryder? Maybe. <laughs> but I just know those two for sure. You didn't notice Sting not being tan? No. 
What about Hogan? He was just always tan. He was always tan. Yeah, so that and then out. he lifted his armpits and they were white. <laughs> or he lifted his arm and his armpits were white. <laughs> so, so you know he just laid in the bed and even like uh. adjust his arms. <laughs> you know, I don't know if you've ever done a tanning bed before. I have not been in a tanning but bed if you in do, my life. Like ever. if you just lay there, like you know what you're covering. Your arms are to your side, so your sides aren't going to get tan. Uh. <laughs> so if you try to move your arms up while you're laying in there, you can kind of get an all over. Uh-huh. But you could tell Hogan never thought that way. <laughs> he just laid there. <laughs> I don't know why it's so funny if Hogan's white underarms. He is. <laughs> now I'm going to look for those every time I see every, it. You're going to see it every time. Son of a bitch. It's going to ruin all my Hogan matches oh, watching now. You'll be fine. <laughs> I think Greg Valentine was the same way. Because <laughs> the, the natural, I think they're Irish, right? I don't know if Terry Bollea is an Irish man. <laughs> Greg think, Valentine well, probably is. Yeah. Anyway, so the, the white underarm. All right, well, next, next show so, topic, good and, <laughs> good and bad tans in pro wrestling history. Is uh, McMahon going to be on the list? I mean, he'll be on both, I suppose, right? Okay. <laughs> so McMahon comes out, yeah. pale as a ghost, pale as Paige. Pale as Paige. <laughs> Austin comes out then, and, you know, they're all, we're getting ready, like we're hyping yeah. it up, and, and Jerry Lawler's like, here we go, baby, here we go. And everyone's just like, oh, my God, I can't Yeah, care. so they're kind of circling each other, but then Vince falls back in his corner. Then you see uh, Patterson. Um, Briscoe. Briscoe, Slaughter. They, you're climbing up on the apron. They climb in. And McMahon is, like, telling him to massage his neck. He's like, I got to warm up. He's uh-huh. massaging his neck. Slaughter's over there rubbing his arms and, you know, doing little massage techniques and stuff. And then uh, you can come in on this. Go ahead. I'm oh, just, just uh, McMahon was just saying how. Um, oh no, I'm sorry. Austin comes in. He's like, "If you want me to see see me beat Vince McMahon's ass, give me a hell yeah!" And everybody's like, "Hell yeah!" Like, it was a guttering roar. Yeah, of, oh, hell yeah. Like the roof was shaking. Uh huh. So the Mc, McMahon gets on it. If you want to see me <laughs> kick Stone Cold Steve Austin's ass, give me a hell yeah! And everybody's like, "Hell no!" <laughs> and, and McMahon just like looking around. He's like, "What? Why? 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 Because yeah. I don't have a tan." Yeah. Uh, and then uh, Vince also slaps Austin across the face oh, yeah, during yeah, like yeah. a stare down. Yeah. And then Vince has the, wait a minute, you said you could beat me with one arm tied behind your back, didn't you? That's what you said. Yeah. And then Jerry, King's like, he said that. That's what he said. That's what he said. <laughs> and then they go to tie his arm and Vince's like, no, no, no. The right arm. The stunner arm. Yep. Let's get him with a stunner arm. So they have like some twine. They tie his arm behind mm-hmm. his back and nice and tight and... They're about to go. So cinch it up. Cinch it up good. They're about to go, and all of a sudden, hey, dude love comes out yeah. saying, there's only one cat that can bring peace to the war zone, and that's dude love. Mm-hmm. And I, I remember them as a kid watching this being like, oh. There because there's your There's your mental blue balls. Yeah, it's like, oh, man. They've been working you for an hour and a half. <laughs> but I get <laughs> almost it. Almost two hours. You know, that's this, Vin, Austin just versus. Stroking, just stroking your mind for <laughs> Austin versus hours. Vince is a pay-per-view match, you yeah. know. And it's just, ugh, ugh. In retrospect, it's fine because you know the story that they build with it. Yeah. And the thread throughout the show also is Vince didn't tell Austin who his opponent's going to be. Ends up being dude love mysteriously as his opponent. As mm-hmm. opponent. But an unforgiving that next pay per view, but he comes out. He's going to go after uh, Austin, or no, well, he, he goes t- after McMahon. No, first. first he goes to the Vince. Right, he goes to the Vince like to try to get like a thank you or something, and Vince shoves him down, it's like on his ass. <laughs> so he goes to with the mandible claw on Vince. Then Austin yeah. comes in for some reason to try to save him, and then Austin's got one arm tied behind his back. Yeah, so of course he's going to lose to a other pro wrestler. Puts the mandible claw on him, and it's it's just over from there, and just a big brawl, and we'll see you next week. And that's how you end the show, because I want to see what the hell is going to happen next week. Mm-hmm. They don't do that anymore. Sometimes they do. Yeah, it's always nice to see. And it was it was it was that feeling of wanting more, and I remember wanting more a lot with with both shows. Really, just kind of like I can't wait till next week. Yeah, and it's not something exclusive to like the Attitude Era or whatever. It still no. happens. Like even like. As recent as like the Becky thing, you know, during that, the Becky Ronda Charlotte thing when they had their big brawl and, you know, Ronda kicked yeah. the window out and they were all brawling with each other and the yeah. police, it, it still happens. But for I sure. feel like there's more content now where it doesn't feel like I have to wait an entire week. 
Because yeah. then there's the stuff on YouTube, there's the stuff on Facebook, the stuff on Twitter, the the, the highlights and the network and the this week in, in wrestling. And there's just so much stuff that I don't get that yearning. It's a blessing. The a, next week. It's a blessing and a curse of all the content. It we is. Have, yeah. You know, but so the show ends and, and that's it. That's the episode of raw where they beat nitro and then was pretty much no looking back. <laughs> Can you see why something like this looking back would have been such an intriguing show as a fan? Well, the whole, the whole rivalry between Austin and McMahon was, was huge. And yep. the fact that it was going to be Vince McMahon's first match, like the owner of the WWF, because when they introduced him, they called him the voice of the WWF for 25 years, this and that. So he's really just, to, to, to everybody, he's just a commentator. Uh-huh. He's owner. He has no athletic ability to be a wrestler, but he has this beef with, with Austin, who's like this big rebel who slaps him in the nuts all the time <laughs> and doesn't want to be who Vince McMahon wants him to be. And so he's trying to rein in this outlaw wrestler and, and foul mouth beer drinking, you know, just SOB. Yeah. SOB. So he's like, Hey, I'm going to wrestle him. <laughs> I'm going to beat him. So it's, I, that's exciting. I think. Yeah. I mean, like you said, we, we've seen Vince so much now, but at the time he was, he wasn't just the announcer. He was revealed ever since the screw job. He was kind of slowly revealing himself. And even a little bit before yeah. that, do you remember when you first found out Vince wasn't just the announcer, that he was the owner? Um, no. I don't, I don't either. And what's funny is, you know, you Because even like the early Raw days where he was on commentary with like Bobby Heenan yeah. or um, Rob Macho Bartlett. Man, yeah. stuff like that, like I still didn't know he was the owner. Me neither. And what's funny is like in 92 when the whole steroid trial was going on, you think I would have like, my parents would have told me, but like yeah. I wasn't watching the Maybe news. Maybe that's when I figured it out. Yeah, but I wasn't watching the news. I didn't know. Yeah, because I remember that and Vince McMahon owner, I guess that's when I figured it out. You remember the steroid trial stuff? I do. Really? I don't remember it at yeah, all. Yeah, because when Hogan showed up in WCW, he was like 50 pounds lighter. I'm like, that must have been the Royce. Because <laughs> <laughs> he, he looks like an average Joe now. Yeah, he Compared does. to the WWF Hogan. When he's jacked. Yeah, pretty much. Just 24 like, inch pythons, just like, like 19. Eloy Jimenez is when he hit that home run today. He obliterated the ball. Yes, Eric is still upset about that. Savor this moment, Sox fans, and they make it sound like it's going to be a rare occurrence. <laughs> like, <laughs> He's going to hit a home moment. run. You're going to be seeing a lot of this. I'm like, that doesn't make sense. <laughs> <laughs> it's okay. It was a good ball game last yeah. night. Yeah, it was fun. It was a good episode of Raw. It was a fun show we had today. It was a quick I liked show. It. We got. We I got, think I'm going to go back and watch the Nitro just to see what it was up against. Yeah, and report back next week to us. Okay, we'll do that. <laughs> uh, I, I, so speaking of next week and, and, and weekly shows and all that, I appreciate everyone that sticks with us. I know we don't do a show every week. We try to get them as often as we can, but as you, most of you guys know, I have two young kids. Uh, Eric's got a personal life and stuff going home. He takes care of a lot of stuff for his parents and he's always got some weird random odd job to come up and <laughs> I need him, need him. And he's, you know, he's got a, a lady friend and, and all that stuff too. So it's all. She prefers girlfriend now. So we'll go with that. That what she prefers? <clears throat> what do yeah. you prefer? That you're on record? If I don't can... really care. I mean, I, girlfriend's, girlfriend's fine. Yeah, I don't do labels. <laughs> I don't do labels, man. Yeah. You know, I just go with the flow. Yeah. I mean, she is what it is. She is what she is. I'm sure she'll appreciate <laughs> I'm that. I'm just kidding. <laughs> I'm just kidding. Please, no, don't, no, no. please don't be mad at me. No, girl, girlfriend. We'll go with that. Yeah. Uh, so anyway, lots of stuff that goes on. So. When it comes to shows that I listen to that mm-hmm. put out a show every week, super, super hard to do. And I think people underestimate how hard it is to do. One, to come up with a topic and two, talk about it for an hour or more. Right. You know, I could talk about wrestling forever, but I also want it to be somewhat entertaining and have a little bit of a flow to it. Mm-hmm. And I know you could talk forever too. Well, I mean, maybe not. No, I probably could. You could talk for We could talk for a while. But we don't want to ramble on and on. Yeah. So we'll do a, a few podcast shout outs for that for this week. Um, our friends over at doing the favor, they do a figure show and a regular, I guess, wrestling show. So you, mm-hmm. you can, let me find out there. I'm going to get their Twitter stuff up here real quick. Doing. Yep. The they're at, at doing the favor. Uh, our friends breaker and Bane, they do the breaker and brain power hour. Again, that's a show that comes out every week. You could follow them at BBPH 918. So breaker Bane power hour 918. Uh, of course, our friends at the Fully Posable Podcast, uh, they are the founders of the hashtag Fig Life community, so make sure you're following them. Although I think if you listen to this show, you probably check them out. There's a handful of you guys I know that aren't into the figure community that don't really feel the need to like, oh, we don't really listen to Fully Posable or any yeah. of the figure stuff, but still check it out because it's fun for the nostalgia factor. This last yeah. show, uh, Jeff from Fully Posable had an epic toy haul spotting mm-hmm. story, so if you're into 
rare toys and or especially classic jack superstars check out that last show fully postable podcast our friends over at the lapsed fan and our friends at the ovp our vantage point podcast and there's a bunch more friends and shout outs but those are just some for this week so make sure you're following those guys and checking out those shows because the fan podcasts are pretty good right now so make sure you're following those guys and of course thanks soda hunter for that awesome awesome ring that you or set you made for us <laughs> i kind of the custom ring yeah the custom arena that's it it's pretty awesome at soda under what kind of colors Hunter. do we have i'll show it to you oh okay after we after, it's, it's kind of late but i'll show it to you real quick yeah real quick we'll have a we'll have a rumble okay it's fine with me so make sure you're following those guys uh i think that's going to be it for this week you got anything else nope cool i will think of another fun show topic coming up and i think oh, i don't know this is a really <laughs> weak way to end the show. I feel like we got to come more epic. Yeah. I mean, I got an idea. You should talk about something for a second, I think. Something. So a lot of the stuff that I've been watching lately has been, like, I've, I've been getting more into Impact again with, like... Uh, what channel is Impact even on? I don't even know. It's like some or outdoor channel. <laughs> I didn't even know that I had it, and then I was going through it, like, channel by channel by channel just to kind of find it. Mm-hmm. And I found it. And then the AEW stuff, I'm trying to, I don't know, go back and watch, like, older stuff that I've seen on YouTube, like Jungle Boy and um, the Luchasaurus. Like, you know, those type of people that I don't really know a whole lot about. And I found out, I wish I wrote it down, what that tag team was that came out. There's some from, like... Um, PWG. Super Smash Bros. Yeah, that's it. That's how we're going to end the show this week. That's how we're going to end the show. <laughs> Everyone loves the boss man, right? Of course. You know, the big boss man. That was the best song. It still is. I mean, poor Ray Trailer. We miss you, Boss Man. Yeah. Come back soon. <laughs> Maybe, Maybe I'll be Boss Man for Halloween. Yes, with the Confederate flag logo on your, no, uh, no, no, your no. patch. They're going to be a little more, little more corporate. I'm going to put a, uh American flag. You should be the Boss Man when he's the corporate Boss Man with just like the ski mask. Just the riot gear? Yeah, you should do that. That's where the Shield stole their info from. <laughs> they did. Okay. <laughs> Thanks, everyone, guys, for listening. I hope you enjoyed the Boss Man, and I hope you enjoyed this week's show. See you next week.